So this is a movie that you guys will like. I thought it was okay. Oh baby, that was good. I am stupid. I like to cook slop. Do you want to top that slop? Thought we were gonna have fun here. Yes, queen. Down with guilty pleasures, up with pleasure pleasures. Did we talk you into... Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other, and maybe even you, into liking what we like. This week is round three, sketch comedy showdown. Kids in the hall versus Chappelle show. My name is Jimmy, and it's nice to record in person, but I kind of miss recording in my bedroom. My name is Dan, and... I prefer a pop filter to a windscreen because I cannot afford to lose any bass from my voice. My name is Jeff, and I don't know how to use those toilet seat shaped paper covers. Me neither, man. I've never. I don't know one. which. Like, do you care. rip it? Do you let it hang? Which way does it go on? Yeah, I just use toilet paper. You're supposed to like rip it and let it hang in the water so that when you flush, it sucks itself in, so you don't have to like. Yeah, touch I it afterwards. I don't. Mm. I don't like them. I, I use them occasionally. Like, they never fit the seat that you're using either. They always like look perfect until you sit on them and then they're like just wrong. There's always just, just a part of yeah. seat that touches you and it's probably like the butt crack part. I don't yeah. I don't want to be a part of that. <laughs> yeah, I don't dance now. I make money moves. Dan, again, just looked at something in the room. Oh, no, this, I actually wrote this, this. This thing that's one inch in front of my face. I'll just say this. I wrote this like three weeks ago. That's a very boring fun fact. You actually, you didn't come up with one other fun fact in three weeks after writing that. I think it's a legitimate fun it's fact. It's legitimate, but I have ones that I write just in case. Here's why it's legitimate and why I wanted to say it. Because I'm not just like, oh, there's a pop screen instead of a wind filter. It's, it's, I make that choice. I could have used. I, I also did notice. Like I think it might have been the radio head. Right now we all, we all have three different kinds of yes we do <laughs> screens. But I noticed, and I think it was Radiohead that like your plosives were blowing up, and I was like, didn't you get a different screen? I'd never noticed that. Jimmy. I didn't listen to it, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Our producer, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, not all the time, but I was I like, edited it. I was like, he's he's popping more than like me or Jimmy are popping. Yeah, but right you now. use a traditional windscreen. And uh, actually, that may be also called a pop filter. That's a pop filter. Yeah, Jimmy's using a windscreen. And yes. I, I call that a mic sock. No, that's not what it's called. <laughs> uh, and it, it works way better for plosives, but it would take a lot of the low end out of my voice, yeah. which I don't have much to lose there. I already have a lot of low end in my yeah, voice, you do. so it's, I, it's helpful. I have a lot of tinniness. I'm Dan, I'm, a, I'm an aluminum can. <laughs> Thank you. That's well, with our uh, greatest fear. With our uh, filters and stuff that I put in, it... it brings a lot of bass out too so i'm all about that bass all about yeah. that bass. he wants to sound like howard no stern trouble. and he wants to make it sound like jackie that's yeah. very busy <laughs> yeah his microphones are crazy on that show <laughs> dan do we have any uh comments Hold on jimmy you want to you want to record in your bedroom because you don't want to wear pants yeah, that's mostly just it. Just take your pants off. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really do, care what we, you who wear. Cares? I'm wearing pajamas. We're, this is I also, all men here. I also don't like driving to go record, which is mainly the thing. But yeah, eh, it's fine. Seeing uh, your guys' mugs is fine. Yeah. Uh, so I have a comment that was left also 
on on um, the YouTube video. We get it. Your record collection's better than ours. We had another one on that video. Yeah, on my record collection video. Wow. Uh, Jeff, you know, yours was fine, but I put a lot of time and effort. I bought equipment for it. That's fine. I think that <laughs> hashtag my, be best. I think my style was better. It wasn't. Like, think, that's not even a debate. I think so. I think I kept it time. Jimmy. I pulled out highlights, and you went over every single... Some things okay. you didn't have anything to say about. You're like, this record, I got it at a store. It's fun, I said. This is a fun I'm release. <laughs> no, content-wise, I agree. I could have tightened it up. I thought Jimmy was going to edit more out. But no, I, think, it, no. I kept all the stuff because it was very funny. Production-wise, yeah. mine was, like, way better than yours. I filmed mine in 4K. <laughs> so did I. Well, mine looked good. Yours was in your hand. Anyways. So? Uh, let's just let the numbers speak for themselves, Jeff. The views are beating yours with less time, and the comments are beating yours. This is from Christy. Hi, Dan. Looks like you are from my home state. I love Red Scroll Records. They are such a great record store. They are. I enjoyed your video. Love hearing about bands from CT I'm not familiar with. The Big Chill soundtrack is a favorite of mine. My film professor at Quinnipiac showed us that movie, and I'd never seen it before, but now I'm in my 40s, and it became a lifelong favorite and the soundtrack is so great. You have great taste. I look forward to more videos. Too bad that movie sucked. <laughs> no. I said, if you like that, you should check out our big chill episode. And then I sent her the link. Okay. Thanks for the shout Very out. Very cool. I didn't see that review because Dan deletes every email as soon as we get it. We didn't get an email for that. We must, Every com- YouTube comment we get emails oh. for. I don't know. I replied He's the to only it. guy I've ever seen that actually deletes emails that may be important. Doesn't even archive him. He's like, delete. Forever gone. He does. We need to save space on our 15 gig free email. <laughs> His dad is like that too. F*** so you, dad. F*** you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Let's go to the next segment. That's I'm it. the worst, huh? <laughs> Not like I do anything good for this podcast. Your ego was so blown up by that comment that we had to bring it down to peg Dan. <laughs> we had to neg you. We are on to another segment called Talking Ourselves Into. If you don't want to hear us banter anymore or talk about ourselves, check out the show notes and look for the timestamps and skip to the topic you want to hear about. Maybe you don't want to hear us introduce the topics, but you just want to hear us talk about them. Skip to that. Maybe you just want to hear outtakes. Skip to that. We don't know why you listen to us. Could be any reason. Just skip away. Skip to the loo, my darling. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, so sometimes we talk ourselves into things on the show. Most of the time we're talking ourselves into things. Sometimes we got to talk ourselves out of things. Uh-oh. This one, I've been actively talking myself out of eggs. Okay, why is that? Because little Jeffrina, my little adorable seven-month-old baby, has a mild egg allergy we found out Uh. and let me tell you before you're a parent and you're like oh man could you imagine if something bad happens to your kid how scary that must be it's fucking scary because we started jim we started uh introducing allergens and i was like oh man we're gonna give herself a peanut butter and she's totally fine we were like yeah no peanut allergies (laughs) you know other little things other nuts we gave her egg. She ate, she ate it. She played with it, rubbed yeah. it on her face like <laughs> you do when you eat. I still rub food on my face. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden I was like, oh, her mouth is a little red. She did just have some juice. And then her face started getting red. And I was like, ah. Uh... And then her back started getting red. And I was like, this is bad. Call the doctor. And the doctor's like, 
all right, give her baby Benadryl. If it doesn't get better in 20 minutes, go to the ER. And I was like, during COVID? So <laughs> so my wife and I were just like, oh, what do we do? It was the scariest thing that ever happened. No, no like anaphylaxis or anything. So we called the allergist and they were like, all right, come for an appointment in a month. And I was like, what? So in that month, the, I was I'm like, assuming the Benadryl worked. You didn't have to go to the emergency room. Within like 25 minutes. After 20 minutes, I was like, we got to go. We got to go. And then she just fell asleep and like it disappeared. Um, but it was like topical because it's where she touched her face, too. Yeah. Um, so we were just like, throw out all the eggs. <laughs> I, I bought vegan mayonnaise. I was like, I don't wow. want it to be on my mouth and like I kiss her. I mean, let's. We didn't for know the, for the audience. How old is your baby? At the time, six months when this happened. So she's not like opening the refrigerator and grabbing mayonnaise. No, but like we also, I also she's experiencing eggs. food that you give to her. Yes, but I we didn't know since we didn't speak to an allergist if we if cooking an egg she would breathe in the egg fumes. We didn't know if like kissing her after I eat an egg and it's on my mustache, which. The doctor, when we did see them, said no mayonnaise, no eggs. If you eat eggs, like don't kiss her, like things like that until they figure it out. So the allergist was like, introduce her baked eggs because they did a little test. They pricked her little arm. They don't do needles, though. They just like press down. Yeah. And she was like, and I was like, oh, don't cry, baby. (laughs) Um, And like she just reacted to it. So not super allergenic, but I'm just like. All right. Still no eggs. We're slowly introducing baked eggs and we see her in a few more months, see if she could have more stuff. And babies with egg allergies also often come up with peanut allergies. So we have to give her more peanut products like four times a week. But yeah, that's awesome. Talk my real awesome, Dan. No, awesome. Peanuts. I love peanuts. Peanuts are great. Yeah. Yeah. We got her these little puffs from this Israeli brand. I could just picture like, I mean, it's a good thing that Jeff is so like into being a father because he's also really into food. So if he wasn't <laughs> as into being a father, he'd be like, uh, I just ate a whole bunch of eggs because I like eggs. So I guess I'll have to take a shower before I touch the baby. No, like <laughs> when, well, I mean, at first, why I had a sandwich with mayonnaise and, you know, some of it got in my mustache. I was like, oh, I got to go wash my face. Like if I eat hot wings or something, I'll wash my face with beard wash before like I go to kiss her or anything because I don't want her to get. And for hot. the audience, wash means wash. <laughs> Just so you know, wash, wash the towel, wash Dan goes, <laughs> wash, you, wash beard, wash. He says a couple things that are really weird that I can't quite place uh, where the accent is from. We'll have to make a Twitter poll. Is it wash or wash Jimmy? <laughs> it's a short it's wash. I think that's think both. Of, there's a word that Dan says that every single time I hear Jeff it, it says towel. Hand me <laughs> yeah, a towel. That's what I was referencing towel. That's not me. That's Jeff. No. Yeah. 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 No, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jimmy, what are you talking yourself into this week? Or uh, out of? I don't know. <laughs> so this is a very, um, uh, definitely more mild than yours, Jeff. Uh, I was talking myself into celebrating Sonic's 30th anniversary. Yeah, I you know were we talked about it on the Sonic episode. two months ago at this point of yes. hearing this podcast. Um, but uh, yeah, we just uh, hit the 30th anniversary. There was a Sonic Symphony that was uh, <laughs> on YouTube. Sad. <laughs> And then they played all the music, and it was very good, and I enjoyed it a lot. And I don't have a lot to say about it, but I am enjoying That's cool. all the 30th anniversary Jimmy, stuff. Jimmy, did you like the up. surprises I ran on our Twitter account? Yes, it was It was A little behind-the-scenes info. Uh, on the day of Sonic's 30th anniversary, I went on. I creeped on Jimmy's Facebook page, which yeah. he grew up on social media. I was 14, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's more flattering to you if you say you were a child. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I found 
literally dozens. Those weren't even all of them. Oh, no, they were <laughs> I found no. dozens of drawings of Sonic that Jimmy had yeah. made and posted on Facebook. And some of them were ironic, like, haha, still drawing this. But a lot of them were like, check out my new art piece. <laughs> uh, and yeah. for pretty much the whole day, I posted uh, Jimmy's Sonic drawings yeah. with some like director's commentary. Yes. Um, and then I, I posted some that I uh, yeah. did on when i was at work and i tried different uh like poses and stuff I like it wasn't necessarily the the one pose that i always you draw. did some ms paint ones yeah. yes some with the Those spray brush that really the spray brush was my favorite i that loved that one. there was multiple mediums like the chalk yeah. sidewalk chalk ones yeah that one was really good i drew dan in sidewalk chalk ones. <laughs> yes you did that was for the old uh pocket or um, bagged and boredom yeah the uh, web comic, comic. yeah maybe i'll throw that up on uh patreon.com slash it. talk me into yeah i'm gonna do it Dan, what are you talking yourself into? I am talking myself into something that's sort of a follow-up, but I'm going a little further. Um, I've been redoing my comic book collection. That's been referenced on here before. But now that it's all nicely organized and it's all like pretty much the way I want it, in my downtime, I've been logging everything into an Excel spreadsheet. Oh, uh. that gets I'm I'm half hard right now. I love it's, that stuff. Jeff, I'm going to share it with you because it's really good. And I also intended to share it with both of you anyways, just so you know what I, I might, have. I might steal it for a template of my own. Yeah, it's... Uh, I, I love to... I think I did a good when job. When somebody at work sends me like a really good like Excel sheet, I usually save it and then delete all their shit out and use it as a template as my own. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't want to create that. It's got like... Um, it starts off with where it's located on the shelf. See, that's a small oh, thing. Oh, the Danny I did. Decimal system. So that you can <laughs> find Danny Decimal it system. That's really good. <laughs> and then it's got the title. So like Batman Detective. Because this Comics is not in alphabetical order. It's not. No. It's it's close, but I had to mess with it just so things fit on the shelf. Ah, yeah, I understand. Um and also like if I have one Robin trade paperback, I'm not gonna put it under R. I'm gonna put it with all my other Batman books. Right. Um, so what is the point of this to fill in gaps in your collection or just to know what you have both? Okay. Cause just to know what you have, just look at the shelf. But if you're trying to like fill out a thing, like when I'm collecting Animorph books, if I'm going to the strand or something, I want to know which ones I don't have. Yeah. It's also, uh, to help my terrible memory. So if I know that there's like a storyline I want to read, but I don't remember like where it falls in continuity. So you have different categories like Robin, this storyline is here. Yes. Um, I'm working right now on fleshing that out a little bit more. So like my biggest chunk of continuity is uh, Batman. Right. And right now I haven't categorized. It's just Batman number one through whatever. You have Batman number one? Not. (laughs) I'm kidding. I mean, from being silly. DC relaunches and renumbers every five years just to try to attract new fans. Anyways, this is boring. But yes, yes. The Excel spreadsheet, (laughs) and I'm going to be moving on. Like, I really want to do one for records, and I really want to do one for Mm. for my movies. Uh, because yeah, the other thing is I have such a bad memory that a lot of times I'm at a store and I literally don't know if I have something. Mm -hmm. I, I told Jeff recently I wound up with two copies of A Rage Against the Machine live DVD. That happens to me with records. I I got two copies of the Born in the USA dub single. Yeah, like I've nice. I've literally called my dad who lives next door to me and been like, "Can you go over my house and tell me if I have this Misfits album?" <laughs> That's awesome. I have to say, my dad actually uses an app, and I guess it, it works pretty well. I've tried that. They always want to charge you though. Yeah, but uh, although <laughs> there's another thing that my dad is doing right now, which is such a a me thing. I was like, oh yeah, he's my dad. He bought. <laughs> 
a hot t-shirt pressing machine so he can get creases out of his comic books and i was like that is such a me thing to do he he saw like a video or whatever he was like yeah apparently this worked really well and i was like you probably spent hundreds of dollars on this thing i honestly might invest in one of those apps though because when i get to like um dvds or albums where like okay What I was describing, like, I could take a shortcut and just, like, do a whole chunk of Batman and just write it on one line. Right. But when I have to log in every individual movie or every individual album, the apps now, a lot of them, you could just scan the barcode and it self-populates. Yeah. yeah oh, everything that I own is on uh, Discogs. Oh, that's smart. I wish I was there. Yeah. We should do it. Uh, who's next? We're, we're done. Dan. We're done. It's we're done. over. Cool. It's over. Round three of the Sketch Comedy Showdown, the way in which we record, we do not know who won the first two rounds, so that's where we're at. We're recording all the first halves today. Um, so who knows who Kids in the Hall is going against in, uh, you know. The semis. Well, maybe we don't know round four. They Kids in the Hall, Chappelle show, one of them's going to advance against that Mitchell and Webb Wilker Little Britain. Yeah. Um, which I think either of these shows will take it, but, you know, that's just uh-uh. whatever. Kids in the Hall is my absolute favorite sketch comedy show. Whoa. Yep. Wow. Whoa. Sketch comedy show or sketch comedy group? Group. Group. Because it's, it's a show and they do. I've seen them live twice, which was incredible. Um, Kids I in the Hall. I saw them live once. The show, it ran from 1988 to like 1991. Um, 89 to 95. Very wrong. Very <laughs> wrong with that information. Um, they're a Canadian-based group. And the show was produced by Lauren Michaels of mm-hmm. Saturday Night Live and Mark McKinney, one of the five people, later went on to be an SNL cast member. Uh, the other members of the group are Dave Foley, Kevin McDonald, Bruce McCullough, and Scott Thompson, who you've seen in everything. Uh, you've seen especially Dave Foley. He's been in a lot of mediocre to good uh, American I like news radio. Time. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you've seen him before, but Kids in the Hall is... Is my jam. Shout out to Joe this. Rogan, News Radio. <laughs> I Whenever I see Joe Rogan, I picture him with hair in that show as yeah. a janitor. Andy um, Dick, Kathy Griffin, huge cast. Yeah, 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 huge cast. So this show, I don't know where it originally aired um, in America. It might have been Comedy Central. I first saw them on Comedy Central. This was the first thing I ever remember watching I on think, Comedy sorry Central. Sorry to interrupt you, Jeff, but I think they weirdly had a contract, like a deal with Showtime, like as one of the first shows. It might have been, but they were playing reruns throughout the early 90s, and that's where I first saw them. I remember the apartment I lived in when I first saw yeah. the skit. I was six to seven years old. Comedy Central comes on. I've never seen this channel before. I'm flipping through the channels. I see a bunch of grown men dressed up like women, and I was like, <laughs> that's funny. And I believe the skit is the one where they're pulling their earrings out and blood is spraying everywhere. <laughs> and as a six to seven year old, that's, that's really funny. HBO. Oh, OK. So I, I definitely remember seeing it on Comedy Central because then I started watching Comedy Central more and I would watch mm-hmm. Kids in the Hall whenever it happened to be on when I was that young age. And it's just that kind of absurd humor was stuck at me. So as a child, I was like, look at this funny stuff. They're bleeding everywhere. It's slapsticky. They're falling down. Then as I got older and I was watching it more, I was like, these jokes are very clever. Um, a lot of the stuff is multi-layered in that 
you can look at it surface level and it's funny like this guy has cabbage for a head yeah that's weird and funny chicken lady but they were also doing funny stuff with the medium like the guy who crushes your head they were doing like pov stuff and i'm sure the cameras back then were bigger than cell phones (laughs) um and just there's a lot of really clever like wordplay in there and um Jeff, one thing I think you're forgetting to mention because we're just used to it as fans, but it was a pretty big deal, especially for American audiences. A lot of cross-dressing on this show. That's, yeah, I mean, you see that in a lot of comedy. Nowadays you do. No. That was a British thing, though, and a Canadian thing. It was. I mean, in America you had Flip Wilson, who was famously um, played women characters. Yeah. Um, But they had no female members of the group, and they... mm -hmm often did like family sketches and things like that yeah yeah so certain members made more beautiful women than others (laughs) yeah i mean a lot of the sketches are just like random scenarios but they do have recurring characters that became fan favorites um so so yeah this show was huge to me this was like my introduction to sketch comedy um so i have a lot of nostalgia for it but it also does hold up i recently rewatched it i think it went off netflix i don't even know where it's streaming right now i think hbo max um somewhere like we'll we'll figure it out but when it was right before it left netflix i watched um i think i got through almost the whole series and it really holds up in 2008 um they did some live shows since then um but they went on a u.s tour i saw them in new york and it was an amazing live show dan and i later saw them in like 2014 in boston at the wilbur theater another great show live they they incorporated their what they did on television live really well um and they had a movie called brain candy that came out in the nineties. And they also had another season called death comes to town in 2010, which was more of a scripted show. So they incorporated sketches into this mini series about the devil coming to town, which was also funny. Nice. And it is very much in the cultural zeitgeist because Amazon prime has renewed it for a revival series. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Oh, yeah. Coming it, back for it's eight been episodes. The, yeah. That's it's cool. been in the work. So, very excited to see more kids in the hall um jimmy i don't know what your exposure to the group is i actually probably this is actually probably the most exposed show that i've seen um out of all anything that stands out to you that you remember because i want to give you not that i want to give you new stuff i I don't remember off the top of my head dan and i watched it years ago i don't remember specific things but it's very dark Mm. while being lighthearted. it's kind of strange yeah, it's an interesting mixture of like absurdism with observational humor. There's also just like some weird stuff like 30 Helens and things like yeah. that. There's also stuff where it's just like Scott Thompson as Buddy Cole sitting on a stage just monologuing. So there's is this a lot where of I'm formats. so sick and tired of all these Star Wars comes from. Or that's UCB. That UCB, that's right. Okay, Which you mind. already watched. <laughs> yes, I did watch that one then. Uh, so this is only streaming on something called Fubo. Don't know what that is. Okay. That's strange. Or you can purchase individual episodes for 99 cents on I Amazon think Prime. with this, what I'm going to do is because it's such a wild show and there's not many like through themes, I might just make a YouTube playlist. Yeah, that's fine. I have all of it on DVD. <laughs> DVD. DVD. So Dan picked a, a show I'm not familiar with. It's <laughs> the smallest show on here. Yeah, it's a little indie series uh, that aired, um, I guess, in the early 2000s yep. on Comedy Central called Chappelle's Show. Really pissed you picked Chappelle's show for this one because I thought Kids in the Hall would win no matter what. Now I don't know. <laughs> going to give it a run for its money. Jimmy, yeah, this is a good one. How did you not watch Chappelle's show? Yeah, what We've- the f- <laughs> Dan, this is probably the second most thing that I've seen on here because me and you have watched it together. It's also like 
I would say some of the earliest like memes, right? Yeah, like Lil sure. John screaming, yeah. yeah. I mean, the stuff. first yeah. episode alone is one of the best sketch comedy episodes I've ever seen. So it was created by prolific stand-up comic Dave Chappelle and, and Neil Brennan, yes. um, who's a sketch comedy writer who's gone on to do like every big other thing. He's a really great writer. He plays small characters throughout the series too. Yep, um, you probably won't recognize him, but. He is uh, a racist guy whose head explodes when yeah, he sees a uh, uh, blind, blind black white supremacist, which is a whole funny thing. Um, but yeah, this show was huge. This was very popular. Immensely it hit popular. the ground running too. Like it premiered and it was everywhere. I remember I was, I was in high school and I remember when it aired, like everyone was just talking about it immediately. I went to my church's youth group and somebody yelled at me, F*** yo couch. Yeah. Sorry, Jim. (laughs) Uh, It came out in January 2003. It ran for two full seasons and then had sort of a weird half of a third season. Yeah, Uh, because Dave Chappelle, that's when he like went to Africa. Yeah, he basically was (laughs) like, I'm done like serving the white man and like making comedy for other people. I'm going to take your money, move to Africa and then Ohio. Yeah, so uh, he's an interesting creative guy. Yeah, uh, I have some issues. Some of his newer stuff I find to be a little problematic. Yeah, I've heard uh, that, yeah. He likes to push the boundaries of what's acceptable in discussions about race and sexuality and stuff like that. Um, I think stuff on this show worked a lot better than some of his stand-up. Well, th- this show is definitely like a spiritual successor to the Richard Pryor show. He's doing the stuff mm. that Richard Pryor did for the next generation. Yeah. Um, the format um, runs sort of created or popularized this format that we went on to see in a lot of especially Comedy Central sketch comedy series where it's stand up intercut with sketches that are like sort of reference. So Chappelle will set up a premise like, oh, you ever notice this blah, blah, blah. Or what if this happened? And then we see a sketch that sort of takes that and runs. And with there it. is variety. The episodes end with musical performances, mm-hmm. which are the, for the most part forgettable. Mm. Um I think they're on all the DVDs. They somehow got all the rights to everything. Yeah, there's also like running or reoccurring sketches that take like the same idea but expand upon it. Um, so there's Charlie Murphy's True Hollywood Stories, which is yep. great. I remember that one, yeah. Uh, it's Eddie Murphy's brother, Charlie, who has since passed away, sadly. Oh, uh, I didn't know that, actually. A few yeah. years ago, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of like what? The Wayne Brady show, which is supposed to be like Dave Chappelle was replaced by Wayne Brady, who was trying to come off as edgier. Paul Mooney was like a he had like a commentary segment who has also since passed. Yeah. And he's Mm. great. He's a he's a really talented stand up writer. He wrote for Richard Pryor for a lot of years. Um, When Keeping It Real Goes Wrong is supposed to be like a documentary style thing where talking about when people tried to keep it real and it failed miserably it's just i don't know there's a lot of that there's also really timely good. stuff too there's like parodies of popular commercials at the time yep mm. parodies of tv shows uh i mean i don't know it's just groundbreaking and it was also like sort of what everyone has emulated since right um for that style and of it's comedy. funny because this show ended and comedy central was like oh crap this format and formula works we need somebody to replace them. Let's make the mind of Mencia, yeah. which is just oh, like God, the most yeah. basic garbage, like boring comedy I've ever seen. So, yeah, uh, J- Jimmy, I think you're going to like this. 
I'm gonna go on a limb and say, even though I like Kids in the Hall better than Chappelle Show, I think you will like Chappelle Show better than Kids in the Hall. It's a little more grounded. It's definitely more socially aware. Yeah, and I think it'll play to your sensibilities. Uh, The pacing definitely feels more American and more modern than Kids in the Hall. Like Kids in the Hall expects more of you to get the joke and the payoff. Uh, Chappelle Show is just, I think the laughs are just easier. Um, but yeah, that's why I think I think Chappelle Show is going to be moving on with this one. All right. So when we come back, we're going to be watching the sketches slash episodes, whatever you guys are giving me. And I will let you guys know which one makes it on to the semifinals. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy, that's a theme song for Kids in the Hall, is it not? It is, yeah. It's pretty I catchy, heard it. right? You had an extra note. Kids in the Hall, let's start. I added the playlist. Uh, the playlist starts with the first full episode of the first season yep. of the Kids in the Hall. And uh, right before we hear that theme song, there's a quick little sketch sketch. Uh, <laughs> sketch. You're that. having a hard time saying Call, sketch to that, that. That one was on purpose. Mm-hmm. Call girls. It's uh, it's two. It's Mark and Scott dressed up like ladies, yes. and they call each other on the phone. And what you what you think about this one, Jim? I thought it was funny because obviously it, it's funny to be in drag. Yes. Um, it, I think that was the point of like opening the show. Like, hey, yeah, we're going to be doing this. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's a good way to sort of introduce the show. And um, it, yeah, I don't even remember exactly what it was. They both about, tried but... to call each other, but it didn't ring. And they're like, hello. <laughs> it didn't even ring. Oh, my God. It didn't even yeah. ring on my end. This is yeah. a thing that could happen with like landlines. Yeah. Landlines, Jim, were before cell phones. Yeah. <laughs> I know what a landline is. Come uh, on, fellas. Uh, and then I believe the first real sketch, I don't remember what the, the eradicator. name is. The Eradicator. Yeah, the voice is so good. Um, who plays the Eradicator? Bruce McCullough. Yeah. Okay. Um, I definitely knew the voice. Um, basically, they're all playing squash, I believe. Yeah. And uh, basically, I don't remember. It's like a men's ones. professional league. So like business guys. And right. uh they have like a little, little bracket system like we do with our sketch comedy series. Uh, yeah. And when you beat someone, you move up. Right, so the eradicator is yeah. this guy who like takes it. Why am I saying this? This is Jeff's series. Uh, you can Sorry. still say it. Yeah. I mean, I love kids it. in the hall, but yeah. yeah. And the eradicator is a dude who's taking it way too seriously. Yeah, yeah. And the other guys are just like, okay, what about uh next Wednesday at eight? He's and like, he, how about Tuesday? He's like, the eradicator can't do Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> So then he shows up yeah. for the match, and the Eradicator's sleeping there. And you know, <laughs> yeah, that was, was really to good. get a feel for the court. It's just these people that live their normal lives and they play racquetball just like yes. as a hobby. This is like this guy's entire life, and yes. he's wearing a ski mask the whole time. Yes, and he won't give up his identity. It's just very <laughs> silly. And then of course he loses. So like they're just like in the locker rooms or the shower. I don't. Know. Oh, they're in the shower, which is even funnier. Yeah, and uh, mask is soaking yeah. wet. <laughs> and he's like, "You can unmask me if you want." That's part of the rules and i was like uh, or you have the right to and i was like that's just so good it's such a like a perfect line i was like that's just like one step farther into like comedy that i really appreciated like, and uh, no thanks you can yeah. always take a volleyball 
Yeah. And that's how the sketch ends. It, it was just <laughs> like serving a volleyball. <laughs> Eradicator. Yeah. It was just very clever. And I think out of everything, that was probably my funny, the funniest thing in this entire uh, what you've given me. Wow. Um, really? Yeah. It was really funny. Oh, man. Um, and then uh, what was the next sketch? The ballet one. Oh, yes. That was really good, too. It was um, fine. I yeah. don't really have much to say about it. Yeah, basically, it's like this little girl. Uh, she's talking to uh, I don't know any of their names. Um, That's fine. They're all very familiar, but um, she's talking to um uh, the dance instructor, and she's basically saying like, "Oh, it's like down between you and this other person," <laughs> and then the other person is obviously somebody from um the, the comedy troupe, and it's Kevin. <laughs> Kevin walks out dressed right. up like a little girl. Yeah, and, <laughs> and she was basically saying like, "Oh." Uh, it came down to you two, and I have to pick uh, whoever, Kevin. And um, and the little girl is basically just, like, distraught. She's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I lost against her. And then they show her dancing, and then she's, like, just dancing around the hall, and that was very funny. And then she was just like, just kidding. And then <laughs> she like, takes out a drink, and, like, them two were having a drink or whatever, and... It was it was funny. It's kind of hard to explain. It, yeah, but it's one hundred percent a visual gag. Yes, it is. Uh, but it was very funny, is what I'm trying to say, and that I did really, I did really like it. Then we get into a fan favorite, crushing your head guy. Oh yeah, that's right. I have seen this one before. Yeah, yeah, and he's basically uh, standing outside like this office, and a bunch of people, like businessmen, going into the office, and he's just sitting behind the bush, and he's crushing people's heads in between his fingers, like imaginarily doing it. And, this is uh, something that I actually used to do. Something oh yeah, similar when I was it. a little kid. Yeah, yeah I think I did it, it because I saw this show. I would put my thumb over people's faces, and squish. Yeah. yeah, and then somebody finds him. He's like, "What are you doing?" And then he's he's he just like starts to run away, and then starts to squish his head. And it was pretty funny. So it, when when I saw them live, they did this. Oh really? With like a GoPro that was projected <laughs> onto a huge screen on the stage. That's cool. And so you he like went into the audience yeah. and was crushing people in the audience's head. Yeah. That was pretty it was, good. It was very cool. Yeah. And then the next one. I, it was like, it wasn't a monologue, but they do stuff in their episodes where yes, they're just like right. on stage as themselves talking about things. Direct to audience. Yeah. yeah. And they were talking about the cause of cancer. Yes. And then they were basically like, uh, we found somehow in rehearsal, we found the cause of cancer. And then one of the guys shows up and he's Bruce, like, Bruce, the yeah. eradicator. Yeah. And he was just like. I'm sorry I caused all that cancer, okay? He's <laughs> like, I'm sorry I caused that colon cancer. I'm sorry I caused that that other kind of cancer. And then that was basically the sketch or whatever. It's, he was having so much fun causing all that cancer. He didn't realize it was such a problem. Yeah, his nonchalance was great. Sorry I caused all that cancer. <laughs> yeah, that was really good. Um, and then I believe it is the blue singer no, nope. before that is the pear dream, which yeah. is oh, very yeah. strange, Deception. but yeah. I love this sketch. It's so good. Yeah, that was really funny too. And basically, like, it's like, oh, I had this nightmare and it was... I had the pear dream again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it just keeps going deeper. It's kind of like yeah, they just keep waking up and then right. like different people. And then yeah. there's like a third person <laughs> yeah. in the bed with them. And they both like scream. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, then they, they like break the fourth wall and scream at the existence of the audience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was good too. And then he wakes up again and he's uh sleeping next to a pear. And he starts caressing the pear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was really funny. And then um there's like some like dark choices in that sketch too like, yeah they don't play it for comedy at all like he wakes up drenched in sweat and <laughs> it's like actual acting it's really good yeah for sure um yeah it was funny 
and then then is the uh, the blues singer yeah. right um it's kind of like between him and another woman just like an average middle-aged kathy office worker named kathy right and it's talking about how they were together kathy gave me the blues so bad yeah <laughs> i don't remember that much about it other than blackface yeah jeff you know what i didn't finish this episode really yeah i finished it up there was a couple things on here i didn't have time to do i did not know that was in there i had completely forgotten that they did blackface and i was like Ooh. Yeah, um, the sketch was kind of funny, um, but with the existence of blackface in there, I was like, eh, let's skip this one. Here's my problem with it. It was not <laughs> essential. Blackface. I mean, it's blackface, and it's also, like, never commented on and not essential. <laughs> well, like, how come they never do whiteface? Except Dave Chappelle. Does. That was that was my impression of yeah. an alt-right yeah. racist person. I mean, I'd love to say it was another time, but it was the mid-90s. I don't know. I mean, actually, that, late eighties, was it eighty eight? Yeah, yeah, that Jolson movie was pretty big back then. You know, I don't know. It was rough. Yeah, kind of took me out of the sketch. Yeah, same year. Well, it ended with crushing your head again. Yes, it did, yeah, which was, was also pretty funny. Uh, then we get to our YouTube. Yeah, I um, made a playlist just of random skits that I've liked and that I've uh, I'm fond to. Uh, this fond is of? fond fondling. This is one of my yes. favorite ones. Of all time, like top five kids in the hall skits, skits, directions. I speak no English is what I call it. I don't know what it's really called. I speak absolutely no English. Yeah. So somebody (laughs) somebody goes into a store asking for directions and the person working there is responding. But then you find out that they don't know how to speak English. They're just reciting (laughs) something that he read. Yeah. Something that he just remembered. But it's like in direct response to the questions being asked. (laughs) Which yeah, is it's very incredibly funny. long. Yeah, it, it just felt like essential, like kids in the hall kind of thing. Like it was very funny, and um, it, it definitely felt like that Canadian type of humor. Um, yeah, it, it was very funny. I I really liked that one. Yeah, Mad TV ripped off this entire sketch, like really? legitimately. With um, forget his name, an Asian American actor who was a member of Mad TV. Very funny guy, but they didn't. Oh, entire Bobby. Ske- yeah, Lee maybe i forget his last name but yeah they did an entire sketch like this where he's a mechanic and he doesn't know how to say anything except for to explain that he doesn't speak english oh wow yeah uh then we get to the daves i know yes these are the daves i know i know (laughs) it's just a song about (laughs) the the daves that i know um i thought it was pretty funny i didn't write anything down about it just because yeah it was just a dumb little sketch there's only one line in here that makes me actually lol really which is when he goes to the mechanic and he's like dave so and so i don't know him that well (laughs) and then it stops and the guy just stares at him music just plays without him saying anything that's pretty good uh and then we get to 30 helens i chose this one there was a lot of 30 helens videos okay they're all the same right yeah should there's you just, explain well there's not much to explain no there Jimmy. isn't so just yeah. within random episodes they'll right. randomly cut to this it's yes. 30 helens agree right. and then they right. say something and then comment on it and it's over so there's two in here coleslaw right. and hawaii was this like kind of spoofing a commercial or something if it was it's I a commercial so. from 1980s canada that i've never yeah. seen before i don't know I, I don't know if it's just like maybe something from well, like the Amanda show or something did something of, similar to this. The Amanda show. We should yeah. put that in the show now. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, yeah. We forgot all those. Yeah. Shitty yeah. Um, and all Cal, that. All it might have been like, you know, four out of five dentists agree. Right. I think yeah. it's sort of like that, but right. taken to the extreme. It just felt very specific that it, it just like scratched something in my nostalgia. Yeah, like, 30 Helens agree. Hawaii isn't what it used to be. <laughs> yeah, it was really <laughs> it's funny. It's so much more commercial now. <laughs> 
<laughs> and like they never explain like what the event was that like no, changed it and it, it was funny um the but other you, one you was did you see this like when old women meet in like a mcdonald's <laughs> at right. 7 a.m but they're also they're like about. in the middle of a field all lined up it's yeah it's very strange in a cool way yeah and then the next one was uh buddy cole yeah buddy cole is a recurring character and he does these like monologue to the audiences ones and this is one of my favorites when he's talking about dinosaurs going to a gay bar and it's it's kind oh, of like I do remember this one. This now. feels like huge Stefan inspirations mm, when he's talking about all that. the different clubs and like right. the weird locations and names. I don't know if I just wasn't really feeling it for this one. Uh, maybe oh, really? maybe it was a different one that I needed to see or whatever. But I I wasn't super in love with this. Oh, one. it's so funny. He's just talking, like just casually how dinosaurs show up to this club and bite guys' arms <laughs> off. And maybe he's just on a rewatch, I would so like it casually and just yeah. nonchalantly. It's also fun because unlike Stefan scott thompson is a gay man so yeah. he's sort of oh, really? poking fun at his own like subcultures from That's his cool. his own community and yeah. it's it's definitely over the top and flamboyant but it it definitely plays into tropes that right are of that time period which are really right. funny and then we have the buddy holly sketch <laughs> um which is basically like buddy holly's trying to get on the plane obviously where the he night dies the music died yeah right yeah big bopper richie <laughs> valens yeah. get your fat ass in there <laughs> yeah he's so drunk yeah and basically it comes down to like buddy holly shows up drunk or whatever and he's like he's trying to like get on the plane but everyone's telling him no but he keeps on insisting on getting on the plane and of course obviously everybody knows that he dies on that well that yeah so crash. the whole time you're watching you're like oh buddy holly's gonna fly the plane and that's why they're <laughs> yeah. gonna die but then it's a monkey yeah it's, it's a an, monkey they actually have plane. a real monkey <laughs> Yeah. The scene ends with the plane <laughs> driving down the runway and the monkey's just like in the pilot seat. <laughs> he's also not just drunk, he's a huge asshole. Yeah. Yeah, which is really funny. Uh just the way that they played that I think was really funny and really good. Um yeah, that was pretty good. Uh I believe the next one was Cabbage Head. Nope. Gavin painting a chair. Uh, yeah, this, this Oh, that's right. Yeah. I, I just picked a random Gavin one. He's a reoccurring oh, okay. character. They're funny. He's just it's Bruce McCullough playing a kid. And he just, you know, like kids over explain stuff. My yes. mom, yeah. she said yeah. that. And it's, he's got that tone that kids get. Yeah. The way that he was able to like do that was really good. Like just the his cadence, I think, was great. Um, the way that he was over explaining something. And then he just seemed very annoying. The best moment for me is when he's been he's been begging to help paint the chair. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, the guy's like, fine, you can paint this one corner. And he's like. How much does something like that pay? <laughs> he just takes away the paintbrush. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty funny. Um, I we, like that. We one get a lot. into another Bruce character, Cabbage Head. Yes, which is just he's like this really misogynistic, shitty lounge singer, <laughs> but he has cabbage for a head. Yeah, and he wants to blame all of life's problems on the fact that he has a cabbage head, and people mistreat him for that reason. I just feel like it was like the epitome of anti humor, but like done well. This like, is very reminiscent of like Monty Python. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. A, a lot of this is like Monty Python has that like the silly dances. Right. And something kids in the hall did. I didn't add on here. Maybe if it wins, I'll add it on the next playlist is Mr. Heavyfoot, mm. where this guy's feet just weigh a lot. So he has to like pick up his every step is just like a struggle. Right. There's also very the, reminiscent. There's also the Python. chicken lady, which is. Yeah, that's sort another of similar one to this one. Just in case. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, he's you won't sleep just, with me. Is yeah. that because I have a cabbage, cabbage for a head? <laughs> yeah. And it, it was just very driving that point home. And it, it was pretty funny. 
Um, and then the last one on here was uh, Earring. Yeah, this is the one that I told you guys in the first half was the very first thing I've ever seen oh, of Kids in the Hall really? when I was literally five years old. Yeah. Um, the one point where I did like really laugh out loud very hard was he obviously he like wake or he finds his girlfriend or whatever in bed mm-hmm. and then she finds the earrings next to, on the nightstand and she's like, why are these earrings here? And he's <laughs> like, oh, I, those They're are mine. mine. <laughs> she's like, you don't have pierced ears. <laughs> she takes the earrings and puts them in his ears and blood just yeah, starts gushing just out. Pouring blood. Yeah. Yes, I do. And he just smashes the earrings through his ear. And then they go back to the office and there's a guy wearing a suit with a bra oh, over a it. Bra, yeah. That was and really good. The, Dave just, Foley has garters on over his suit. The nail yeah. in the coffin for this one is when Scott walks in, he's wearing two, two ties. ties. Yeah. He's like, like, where'd you go? You disappeared to the men's room. Yeah. Was it? Oh, it was. It's the '90s, which was like the joke, yeah. which was pretty yeah, funny. That's, that, that's something at five years old I didn't understand, but I understood <laughs> that blood was funny. Yes, this <laughs> is like such a tightly written sketch. It really, it's it like is, one yeah. joke, but it comes around. It has right. a great ending. Yeah, it it was super solid. I really like this one a lot. You know, we talked about why we you know not included SNL in this a little bit in our mm-hmm. um, draft video. And, like, one thing that I've always found about SNL is you can kind of separate good sketches from bad sketches by how yeah. good the ending is and, yeah, and how true. they can get out of They've it. They've been struggling on endings for years. Years now. Mm. But a lot of these shows that we've talked about in the first episode, the second episode, and now this one, um, they have very good endings, I've yeah. noticed. Yeah, mm-hmm. they do. They're all very, very witty and uh, they're clever. Concise. Right. Concise. All right. Let's get... Let's get to Dan's Chappelle, Chappelle show. show. Yeah. Chappelle show. I'm, what, I'm just going to shit all over this one. Even, <laughs> Why? I, like, I didn't even watch it. I showered praise okay. upon kids in the hall. Spoiler alert. I didn't watch this because of time constraints. And I've seen these so many times. I can have a full conversation on all of these. Skits. Yeah, Jim. When you, if you grew up a few years earlier, like Jeff and I did, right. um, this was all that was on Comedy Central for right. like a few years. Right. And I all, remember that all that people yelled at each other in high school. Yeah. Always. I'm Rick James, right. bitch. Right. Yeah. Yo, couch. Yeah. Sorry, Jim. Yeah. But fuck your couch. Sorry, oh. Jim. <laughs> so season one, episode one, I put on here um, because there are a lot of like, a lot of heavy hitters, quintessential sketches in this episode. Surprisingly. Yeah. I was worried at the opening sketch because it feels very dated. It's a parody of a specific car commercial, which you probably didn't get. I didn't even know that. Yeah, no, that was a huge commercial when that came out. It's for like the Nissan Eclipse or something. And it was like, just like this, like it might have been the same woman dancing to rave music in the car. And the titty pop out. Yeah. I mean, that's what (laughs) redeems the sketch because I was like, Jimmy may not find this funny, but the fact that he goes in and shows the blooper right and yeah. redeems it by like show slow motion of my reaction right. <laughs> surprisingly i thought the sketch was really funny even though i didn't even know it was a parody really yeah like uh or he's the, like the whole what the day. hell are you doing yeah the dancing was really funny and then they they pick out the <laughs> other girl um was that part of the commercial was no like, no oh, okay that's what it I was thought. just the rave music days go by right. and, still yeah, and, and it was filmed like the same way and the right. girl looked very similar right yeah it, it was very funny i i really liked it but yeah obviously we're talking about like going out uh he goes out on stage and kind of like introduces yeah. the sketches which has been done uh afterwards or whatever yeah. but not a lot of people are doing that other than like uh, bob and david um but his stand-up during those pieces were actually really good i yeah. mean dave Chappelle is a great comedian mm-hmm. yeah um but i was like 
honestly, some of that's even better than some of the sketches that he does. It always reminds me of how they would put little bits of Jerry Seinfeld right. stand up in Seinfeld, right. but even like to the to an advanced degree because it is setting up the sketch and it is more like funny than just in Seinfeld. He would say like one one liner, right? And then it would get into the show, right? So the second um, sketch is the pop copy training yes. video. Yes. Featuring this, Michael Rappaport. This one, I still say, because fuck them, that's why. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> that's just part of my lexicon. Yeah. And I've also, heard that one before. And yeah. also doo-doo butter. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, is that what that's from? I yeah. didn't even notice that. That's funny. Just rub some doo-doo butter. <laughs> this show has a lot of very quotable things that I didn't even realize it's, yes, from it's there. Really it definitely found its way into yeah. white suburban lexicon. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, that the whole sketch was great or whatever. It's basically saying like, Hey, uh, so you're a new employee here or whatever. And they basically have to say all the ways that you can basically shit on the customer. Yeah. And, uh, it was very funny. If a customer brings you a computer disc, tell them we only accept Apple. Yeah. If they bring an Apple, tell them it's only Microsoft. If they have both, tell them we have Linux. And I was like, who even knows about Linux in <laughs> 2003? And if they have Linux, tell them the whole computer system's down. It <laughs> yeah. probably is anyway. <laughs> Yeah, that was really good. Um, but there's, yeah. there's so many good little lines in here. Like, um, be having an awkward conversation when the customer walks and walks up and Michael Rappaport's like... I was going to say, yeah. He's like, you know me. He's like, I'll do three or four years in Rikers to prove a point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was really good. I suck toes. <laughs> um, the other one, I think there was just a little throwaway sketch. Basically, it was just like... It's not HBO. It's just regular TV. (laughs) I remember those commercials from HBO back in the day. And uh, that was just very funny. It's just regular ass TV. Yeah. And then there's another little quick hitter about how people complain that rap music objectifies women. And he's like, I went back through the history of Hollywood and found out. That people have been objectifying women for years, and they showed Nat King Cole's Christmas special. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. There, about that. I've, like, quoted this, too. He's like, oh, there's so many... Where he's spraying the champagne on the woman. He's like, yep. rub it into your breasts and your <laughs> vagina. Yeah, that was really good. You um, trifling ass bitch. Another little commercial thing for Home Stenographer. Yep. Uh, that was all really funny. Swearing uh, about the backpack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was really good, too. The mobile stenographer. Um, He's like, fun. I would totally bang Ben Affleck. He's like, you're gay. And the home stenographer's like, you're right. That dude is a gay. 100% gay. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, and then I believe is like the big sketch of the yep. episode. It's a parody of like a CNN... Or not CNN. Like See, to me... Nightline, they Dan, call Frontline. Dan could have just given you this skit and... <laughs> You Chappelle show could have won. This is like <laughs> one, one of, of the, the all timers, the, the right? Best written, performed, executed yeah. sketch comedy sketches. I've, I've definitely ever. seen this before because it's obviously it's very popular. Um, it's and, Clayton Bigsby, the black blind white supremacist. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, do we even really need to go that much into it? And f- with no context, I still in 2021 scream Cunnilingus Rice. Yeah, and there's <laughs> I forgot about that. There's so many like super offensive but hilarious lines, like yeah, Chinese people with your Ching Chang talk. <laughs> oh boy, yeah, it, it it's just so good. I it, mean, the thing that's great about it is 
the overall idea of the sketch is awesome. Yeah. But then it's executed so perfectly. It's written it so great. And then there's visual gags when he takes off the hood and the guy's head explodes, which that's Neil. What's his <laughs> yes. last name? Yeah. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. That guy <laughs> is the co-creator of the show. I forget his last oh, really? name. Brennan. Neil Brennan. Thank you. Right. And, and just that visual gag is and so like the, the names of the books <laughs> yeah. and even like yeah. so you have the whole the whole thing's over and you're like that was really funny and then it like goes to black and the narrator's like he divorced his wife for, for loving a black person yeah except it said differently oh Edward yeah lover yeah, yeah. It, i love when he's introducing it i guess he's showed it to a bunch of his black friends he was like i think he just set black people back like 30 years or something yeah. like that <laughs> it was really funny but yeah it, it's such a perfectly crafted sketch i mean one thing i would like to say is that it did give pseudo permission to a ton of shitty white teenagers <laughs> yeah. in the early 2000s to drop n-word bombs all over the place That's but true, yeah. it, it got me through the trump presidency because i read his tweets in clayton bigsby's voice <laughs> in my head every That's single time good. yeah conalingus rice <laughs> sounds like a mexican dish white power yeah that was so really that was the end of season one episode one then i yeah. made a little youtube playlist of some more heavy hitters some of these are super famous some of them are just my personal favorites right i don't know man i think i mean the whole show is just such a yeah there's not really a lot yeah. of bad sketches in this show or all of them are pretty no notorious yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah we have the true hollywood story charlie uh, murphy rick james rick james rick james bitch yeah such a classic so this was a reoccurring gag charlie yep. murphy had a bunch of these another classic one remember two, the yeah. prince yeah it was just Charlie. it was just um rick james oh i prince. thought there was a few more than that Pancakes. But there's so many lines in this that are so great. Cocaine yeah. is a hell of a drug. Oh my god, I totally forgot that that was from Chappelle's show because they say it twice too, which is really funny. Um, but like everybody says that now. It's such like a good like things to say or whatever. There's but, uh, an awesome joke that just came out of the interview that they made better with editing, oh, where right. he's like, <laughs> Rick James is recalling the the event where he ground his shoes into Eddie Murphy's couch, which is where Jeff got. <laughs> your couch sorry, sorry jim uh and rick james like th that's not who i was he's like i wasn't the type of person just to do random <laughs> stuff like that yeah. and then the second later he's like yeah so i was grounding my muddy shoes in the <laughs> and then they literally rewound it and played, played it again the entire thing again yeah it was so excellent <laughs> yeah it was really funny um yeah jimmy what's the next skit called wait i want to touch on one more visual gag because this show has i mean you don't think of dave Chappelle as a physical comedian but there's some great moments yeah when charlie are. murphy opens the door and rick james is about to punch him so he's like and then i kick the shit out of him <laughs> and it just shows dave Chappelle as rick james they must have used a wire gag and he just goes flying backwards through the air into a mirror <laughs> he starts spitting out blood it's one of my favorite gag visual gags in the show yeah that was really good jimmy be careful how you say the name of the next sketch. I'm not gonna. It's uh, the N-word family. Yeah, uh, with an A because and not an E. Um, yes, it, it was very funny. It's basically like a spoof of like a 50s, 60s. Leave it to Beaver. Right, yep. a TV show. And then it's just an excuse to say the N-word a whole bunch of times. And to play on like those stereotypes as they right. would apply to white people. Yes. And it was uh, very funny. Dave Chappelle plays the black milkman. <laughs> um, <laughs> honestly, like this one had to go in just because I quote very often when I see blatantly racist stuff online or in person, I'll be like, 
this racism is killing me yeah oh that's what that's from that's yeah. right yeah <laughs> they go to a restaurant and uh they're like <laughs> i'm not gonna say it but they're like n-word party of two right he just like shows up <laughs> they show the two of them and show dave up. chappelle's like you probably get the best table an n-word has ever gotten in this restaurant and they all start laughing and then while he's laughing he's like this <laughs> racism is killing me, me. <laughs> I don't know why that's so good. He's so it defeated. Really it's, that, it's that one. And then the, who is it? Michael Opeña from, oh, I yeah. forgot what movie. I love to racism, yeah. bro. I love to racism. <laughs> I don't even remember long. what that movie's from, what that's from either, but yeah, that's just the sad reality of what it would have, like they're poking fun at blatant racism in 1950s. Right. Yeah. Trading spouses, yeah. which was an actual TV, TV show. show. Yeah. Yes. I remember that. And I was like, this is what that show would actually be like. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. There's a lot of good stuff in this. Yeah. This the thing that I always too. think about is when Dave Chappelle as the white dad finds <laughs> the dildo collection and he's like, well, look at these lights. No, you have it reversed. It's Dave Chappelle as the black dad. Oh, He's right. Like, yeah, yeah, What yeah. the hell is oh, this? Some yeah. kind of dildo? Sometimes lightsaber and then he's swinging like, it around. Wow, wow. Later in the episode, the white wife is trying to convince him to go down on her. And, and there's another great line back to back where she's like, no, it's okay. I wax. And he's like, I heard a trim in the hedges, but you done scorched the earth. And then he's like, smells like your lightsaber in here. <laughs> yeah, that was really good too. And uh Dave Chappelle is the creepy white guy. I was hoping to pull my penis through the hole in my pajama pants. <laughs> he still has her underwear. Yeah. Um, I got to taste that sweet sweet brown sugar. And the little kid says these nuts. Yeah. It was like the first these nuts joke. The little white kid is trying to act all thug and he's like he's like I'm from the streets and he's like, "Oh, really?" <laughs> Yeah, and he brings him to the, the ghetto. Yeah, it's so funny. It's really good. Um, then there's the news network. This is actually from a series. These are a few like sort of right. That's what yeah. I kind of edited got from together. That. Most of them about are about slavery reparations, which is like that's where the I'm rich bitch comes yeah, from. Yeah, I'm right. rich bitch. Right. Like, I ain't a truck driver. I'm a janitor. These I bought these cigarettes for me and my family. We're gonna have enough smokes for a year. <laughs> yeah, I thought th all these were pretty funny. I thought they were the weakest out of the playlist, though. Uh, I thought you would enjoy the Star Wars um, <laughs> Jedi sex abuse scandal stuff. It was okay. It felt a little hackneyed. Because Catholicism in 2003. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was of its time. Right. There are some great moments, like when they're talking to Darth Vader and they're trying to obscure him, and it's like clearly the outline of Darth Vader. Yeah. Show me on the doll where he touched you, and it's a Darth <laughs> Vader doll. Yeah, it was funny. Um, and then they have the... Uh, this is another series edited together. Right. When Keeping It Real Goes Wrong, which right, is one yeah. of my favorites. There's like three of them in here. Uh -huh. And um, they were all very funny. Um, I don't remember the first one. Dave I Chappelle as the businessman. He's like, he's the first person oh, to, right. from his family to graduate college. He's got this great job. And one of his like white bosses is like, oh, give me some skin, brother. <laughs> and he's like, nah, get your hand out of my face. Yeah, that was funny. And then there was the phone call one. Um, it, I just loved how like dated it was. She, she was like, I star 69, yeah. you bitch. I don't and like I when like, people play on my phone. And yeah. my, my favorite one is the dude at the bar. Yes, that was says very to the good. woman, oh, it was good seeing you. And he's like, what'd you say, man? He's like, <laughs> yeah. little did he know he's a third degree black belt who starts shit in bars just yeah. to practice his karate. <laughs> that was my favorite one out of and all of this. And they're blatantly beating up the dummy and he <laughs> yeah. like folds him in half and the girlfriend kicks his ass. Yeah, it was very funny. And they end up like having sex or they pee right on his body and then they have sex. <laughs> yeah, it was good. And uh, that was that. That was Chappelle's show. All right. So now, All right. before we we ask you who won, 
I think we're gonna Dan and I are gonna give some little final pushes as to why you should. Yeah, we gotta lobby the vote over the others. Um, Jimmy, I think that you like the absurdity of uh, what kids in the hall can provide. You like uh, the cross dressing, the Canadian <laughs> antics, um, and you know this is from a time like eighty nine to ninety five. This is around a time when like SNL was good. It's produced right. by Lauren Michaels. It's that same kind of like, just like in that skit set. It's the nineties, man. It, it's yeah. a stuff that was revolutionary at the time. There's five full seasons. Mm. There's another season called death comes to town, which is more of like a structured show with a story that features them playing different characters. There's a lot of live material you can find. There's a movie called brain candy, which has a cult following and, and it's coming back. Right. And it's revived on Amazon prime for, I think sure. six episodes maybe um i don't have much more to say like like dan mentioned there were characters that i didn't put on this playlist or sketches that mm. i'm holding off because i didn't want to pack it too too much with heavy hitters i think what i gave you shows you what kids in the hall is and i think that whatever wins whatever wins next week that mitchell or webb look and little britain kids in the hall can easily take and that's what i want to happen i agree with jeff that kids in the hall is a fantastic show this is one of the ones where Jeff grabbed that pick before I could. Mm-hmm. And um, and then you picked the only show I think that could beat Kids yeah. in the Hall on here. So everything that Jeff said about Kids in the Hall, you can make that same argument for Chappelle's show. I was hoping show. you won it because there's a lot of stuff in Chappelle's show that you didn't put. Yep. And I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, there's a lot to come. Uh, the only thing, the only reason why I give it the edge over Kids in the Hall is because it was more important culturally. And I think there's probably some stuff from Chappelle show that you haven't seen, but you kind of know catchphrases from. Right. And that's going to be like super familiar and fun to like get the history of. There's also like some deep dive stuff. I mean, the show is sort of a look. It's a criticism of like the idiocy of racism in America. That's what I would say. um, If there's an overarching theme. And also it delves into the idiocy of celebrity and stardom. And, uh, I just think that, I don't know. I think that if you pick Chappelle's show, there's so much more that you're going to really like. Whereas if you pick Kids in the Hall, it's kind of more of the same. One quick rebut before we ask you who won is that if you pick Chappelle's show, you're anti-LGBTQ. <laughs> and if you pick Kids in the Hall, you're racist. You're racist yeah. So it's your pick, Jimmy. Who wins I round mean, three? Kids in the Hall had blackface. <laughs> Uh, and Chappelle show had white face. Yeah, but white people didn't undergo four hundred years of white people were slaves too. Irish people ever hear of that, Daniel? <laughs> it's so funny because people listening to this podcast don't know us personally. I'm and- being very sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm making fun of those people. White face is one hundred percent okay and very funny. Yeah, it was it was very funny. All right, Jim. Round three: Kids in the Hall or Chappelle show? Who moves on to the semis? Chappelle show. Oh, you son of a bitch! <laughs> you hate gay people. As happy You're against me. trans people. As happy as I am, I'm also kind of sad. I would love both of these to move on, but Chappelle show moves on. I think it's got a good chance in the semis and maybe even the finals if it gets there. I'm so upset. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> upset because it deserves to win. At some point in here. It's a big but upset, too. It is. Seventh seed defeats the two seed. It yeah. is. And, you know, kids. But, oh, man. He's broken <laughs> inside. There's so much more I want to show you. Well, you should ask Jimmy. 
Jimmy, did I talk you into Kids in the Hall? You actually did talk me into Kids in the Hall. Um, actually, surprisingly, while watching it, I was like, yeah, this is funny, but it wasn't very haha funny. Um, but like talking about it, it kind of like we were talking about in the last episode, kind of talking about it sort of like talked me more into it. This and, is one um, of those shows that the more, more you watch, it. the funnier it is. Like yeah, it's funny at the I base, can definitely tell but that. then when you rewatch stuff, it just gets so much better every single time. I totally get that. Yeah. And it's hard to find online, um, but I have the entire series on DVD if you ever want to borrow it. Cool. Jimmy, did I talk you into Chappelle's show? No, it wasn't that great. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course. you definitely This show did. is not hard to find online. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's unfair. We shouldn't have even had Chappelle's show because like. I'm it's kind of like, like having SNL on there. Well, I'm looking. It's going up against I Think You Should Leave. Oh, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's going up oh, with, yeah. with the winner of that well, Mitchell and Webb. Well, let's just not even record round four because they're going to lose. You don't know that. <laughs> Jimmy doesn't have a ton of exposure to British sketch comedy. Know, he but could I like know. fall in love with it. That's true. Yeah. So next week. Stop discouraging round four. We'll, we'll get to round four. <laughs> but Jimmy, what are your thoughts on Kids in the Hall? You, did, you briefly said something. Anything else you want to add? No, I don't think I don't think I okay, really. What about Chappelle's show? Anything else you want to add? I mean, it, it's so iconic. I've seen a, a ton of these sketches before. Um, but yeah, it just uh, laugh out loud hilarious. He had pre-existing knowledge. Yeah, this is the first one where I did actually save some stuff out. Well, yeah, because like I Ty, felt like it was going to move on the racial draft. There's so much stuff. Yeah, yeah. like I I didn't put any Chicken Lady on there. Little John. Yeah. There's a lot oh my god. Yeah. One of my that. favorite sketches, which is not as much talked about, the but cribs. butt mud and oh cockadookie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> MTV Cribs is very funny. Yep. Yeah, I think definitely watching it more growing up, it, it it's a lot funnier than I remember. Yeah. So next week we're going across the pond, blokes. Oh. Round four, the last round of this initial series of the bracket is that Mitchell and Webb look, which Jeff picked. Yes. I versus Little Britain slash Little Britain USA. Which Dan picked, and I th- I'm very confident I'm going to win this one. Okay. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. get into it next week, fellas. Yeah. In the meantime, Jeff, where can people find the podcast People online? can find the podcast on TalkMeIntoo.com. You can find us on Patreon.com slash into. We have videos like the draft that we did for this episode that you are listening to currently. We also have videos about our collections. We have record collections on there. Uh, I'm recording a series of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Collector's Edition videos that will be on there maybe now or definitely later. There's other videos on there. There's monthly episodes you could only listen to on Patreon.com. That's Talking Shit is a series we have where we just we just talk for a half hour, no structure, not like this show, and talking to myself, which is where one of us just talks to ourselves in a microphone. Mostly me and Jeff. Because Dan's like, I live alone. I don't have any time. I don't have 20 (laughs) minutes every six months to do something. It's not the time. It's the the subject matter. You're boring. You don't like yourself. Exactly. I like you, Dan. I could just talk for 20 minutes about everything I dislike about myself. Do it. That'd be creative. Talk to yourself about it. (laughs) That'd be very depressing. Only problem is most of our Patreon is our family members. (laughs) So they'd be like, this is sad. Dan, where can people find you online? You could find me on Twitter, tweeting tweets at Danny underscore breakdown. Jimmy? You can find me at son of a fitch, S-O-N-N-A-B-A-F-I-T-C-H on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Jeff, how about you? You can find me on Twitter, J-E-F-F-F-F. F27, that's Jeff, with five Fs, the number 27. 
Thank you for listening to Talking Into. What will we talk Jimmy into next? I'm British. <laughs> that is not number one. We're going to start, Jeff. Yeah, we're going to start, and then it'll go Jimmy, Dan, Jeff. Yes. I'm doing Kids in the Hall first, though. Okay. Okay. Because that's the order. Yeah. All right. I guess I'll bring us into the... One sec. I got it. Kids in the Hall. Let me know when we're recording. Oh, we're recording. I do move it, move it. Uh, You like to move it. cool cool very cool <clears throat> that's gonna be at the end of this episode fun story when i was in los angeles california on one of those dumb tours that they show you celebrity houses the one that i pooped on um <laughs> one of the celebrities that whose house they showed was like one of the guys from that group who did i like to move it move it oh. and they pointed like uh, producer of this song uh you could hear that song in the movie madagascar i was like this is weird this is weird show me vinnie it, jones's house again that's funny it has a british flag out front oh he was a juggernaut bitch. i'm the juggernaut bitch everyone knows him from that but really you should look at his exemplary role in lock stock and two yes. smoking barrels mm-hmm. great and guy Ritchie films that's correct